0: Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app, with the great William Brad Ellis. I am merely Mike Luke. Hello, William. First of all, how did hockey go Saturday night?
1: Uh, well, yeah, a a, a person who plays at the rink rented it out, ran her own Ironman tournament, and uh, my team won. So, uh, and you know what? We would a... expect nothing less. Well, uh, I don't know. I was probably the, the, I uh, was not the top goalie there, but I played as well uh, as anyone. So, you know, three shutouts and six games and uh, thanks to some good teammates, we took it home, including a nine-year-old who was our leading scorer.
0: Well, you know what? That's always a good thing. We're
1: spreading the wealth. Now i uh, got a bunch
0: of stuff to get to again. And again, if I forgot DraftKings Sportsbook app, the show is brought to you by number one sportsbook app, Cobra PHNX. All right. Azulis Tabelas makes first-team all-conference, um, and Umar Balow gets most improved player. Um, I don't know that uh, that surprises anybody right here. Um, I know some people thought that maybe Zoo would win the conference player of the year, but I think his little swoon right there essentially eliminated that. I'm a little surprised that Umar Balow got the most improved player over um, Jalen Clark. But overall, I think this kind of showed you what Tommy Lloyd was dealing with. This was a good team. But you know, as Julius Tibelius was a star, and there was a lot of other just kind of role players.
1: Although I think Ballo also made the first team, if I'm not mistaken. I will make the first team. I do uh, apologize
0: if you, I, I missed that, which
1: was a little surprising to me as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think for the most part they got it right. I don't know about Cronin as coach of the year only because they were picked to finish first, but you know you win the league by four games. I might have gone to Washington State's head coach as the coach of the year because I think they kind of exceeded expectations a little bit. Um, but certainly when you win the league by four games, you deserve to have the player of the year when it's a close race. And I know Tibelis, you know, did something that not a lot of guys have done and lead the league in scoring and rebounding. But at the same time, again, Hawkeyes, best player on the best team that won it by four games. Um, so, yeah, really no problems with that. Little surprised that we didn't see uh, Kirk Kreese at least get one vote um, for the uh, for one of the teams. So he wasn't even honorable mention considering he did lead the league uh, in, in assists, I believe, in three point shooting percentage is right there as well. Um, but overall, um, you, when you look at it, uh, you know, if you're upset about there's nothing to be upset about. I mean, win the league um you know Balo got what he deserved you know i think if we i haven't seen the the voting um you would see that tabella's probably finished second right uh,
0: so. you know it feels a little bit to me like the well uh first of all uh rich carillo kevin woodman has an open invitation to uh come on here whenever he is always welcome on here just know that um And uh, let's see, Matthew Bothwell, great for checking in. My guy, appreciate you. Okay, um, but again, you know, I I thought that I think this team with the regular season in the rear view – I think this team maxed out really its capabilities. I know that people will sit here and say, you know what, you should you shouldn't have lost these games. But Brad, before the season, if I were to uh if I were to tell you that this team be 25 and six, be looking at a possible number two seed, I think we'd both be saying, uh, yes, please sign me up for that, especially if you knew that it was basically a Julius and this isn't a diss, a Julius and a lot of role guys.
1: Yeah, you know, I think and I think we knew. Uh, it might be Azulis DeBellis and a bunch of role guys. I think maybe the only thing we didn't um, see is that I think uh, Adama Ball uh, did not play as big a role as maybe we thought he would. Um, I don't think there's another of us- thing, too. I
0: want to hop on this real quick and uh, Rich, Rich Carrillo, the great Rich Carrillo. Um, he, uh, I would not have put Chrisa on there because, quite frankly, um, Yes, I think Kerr is very important for this team, but at the end of the day, I still think that there are some real limitations to Kerr's game that do come out in big time situations. Again, very happy he's on the team, but at the same time, I'm not putting I would not put him on the first team. And quite frankly, nor would I consider it either.
1: No, I was just, again, I'm I'm not surprised he didn't make the team. I don't think he deserved to make the team. I think if any third Wildcat was going to make the team, it would probably be Courtney Ramey. But again, not consistent enough. But I was shocked that he didn't even garner a, a single vote. Right. Um, that Um That is what surprised me w- w- with Carissa. Um, But, yeah, but going back, I think this team is even maybe more limited than what I even thought. I thought they'd be deeper. I thought they'd go eight and a half deep. I thought uh you know ball and or Vessar would uh would see more playing time which they have not uh down the stretch uh but realistically i think what you had is you had a weird trade off this year you had a team that went seven and one versus the Kim palm top 35 right and dropped six games to mediocre well five games to mediocre teams so you know UCLA obviously in right. a team that you lost to and although it wasn't a barn burner Arizona hung with them right um you know, you could argue that maybe Arizona should have played better, and and I UCLA makes teams look bad. When UCLA is going good, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a loss on the road to the league champion, so it's a good loss. In fact, it didn't hurt Arizona's seeding, according to um, right according
0: to Ken Palm. Yeah.
1: Um. So, you know, the big thing is now. I think if Arizona wins the Pac-12 tournament, they keep a two seed. If they if they lose early, then it's a lot of it's gonna depend on what other teams do. So if they lose and you know I think Gonzaga has advanced to what the finals or the semis. So um you know you just gotta look at the 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 body of work plus who's coming in hot. That's the only thing kind of the knock on Arizona. Arizona has not played you know they're not riding a big win streak into March, although they could end up winning a three game win streak, but it would be losing what, you know, two of their last six or something right. to the future. Um, but then it comes down to the committee. Does the committee put a premium on good wins or do they penalize you for bad losses? That's going to also be very interesting to see how they treat our favorite conference. The big 10. Because
0: the big 10, we're going to get to the big 10
1: have good wins, but they also have bad losses.
0: Right. Okay. Now let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that, uh, the Tommy gun said before the season, but first, OGs. Maybe you're like William Brad Alice, and you've got a billion different things going on in your life. You got a great job. You're married. You got kids. You're doing five different sports. You're probably coaching every single thing that your kid is doing as well, and you're having a hard time sleeping at night. That's where OGs can come in and help you out right there. Again, OGs, Indica's, Sativa's, Uh, all good kinds of flavors, check them out at your local dispensaries. And again, OGs, very good stuff right there. I would highly, highly recommend. And let's see here. Hold on. I got to make sure I find the show notes and the link. Yeah. But again, check it out. OGs, um, at any of your local dispensaries right there, all kinds of good stuff. And like I said, um, help you sleep, help you feel good, whatever you want. OGs has got and the Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Four Peaks. Um, you might say to yourself, Mike, where can I get Four Peaks? You could get them at a lot of different places right here, but where I would recommend getting them is at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Um, and again, the uh, what you were really wanting to do though is get the Kilt Lifter. Kilt Lifter is fantastic. I got some Kilt Lifter to take with me to uh, Phoenix, up to Phoenix or excuse me, up to Las Vegas, Kilt Lifter, Four Peaks. And again, you can get the Four Peaks at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties or go to Tempe location as well. They got you covered. All right. Tommy Lloyd, I think, has been pretty good about uh, predicting things throughout uh, his tenure here. Um, You know, he said, I thought Christian Coloco could be the defensive player of the year. He knew what good teams looked like last year when Arizona wasn't ranked. All that. Said Kylan Boswell would be really, really good. One guy that he did oversell, though, is Pella Larson. Again, my bad Pella. Take it for what it's worth from me. But Tommy Lloyd basically said that he expected him to be an all-conference player in contention for the conference defensive player of the year. No offense to Pella, but he's not even clo- he's a solid player. He's not even close to any of that, though.
1: No, in reality, he's he's pretty much the same guy as last year. He might have had higher highs than he had last year, but I think he's less consistent than he was last year. I mean, he's had some. You know, down the stretch, three point games. Um, right. You know, I think had he been moved to the bench a, a game earlier, he might still have won Sixth Man of the Year. I'm not sure, right. um, but he was ineligible for that award. You know, he he's just he he, he I think he kind of is what he is. Now, again, right. could we see one more jump if he comes back? We could, but I think what we have to consider is that Pella Larson is at a very nice role player uh, on a very good team. Would he start for eight, nine, ten teams in the Pac-12? Yes. But at Arizona, at UCLA, probably at USC, he's a role player.
0: Now, let me ask you this. I compared him to Joe McClain as a senior. Not quite the same thing, but essentially probably get you about nine points, couple rebounds, couple assists. You're going to look up and, again, not bad, but at the same time, not really a difference maker I'll put it to you like this replaceable how about that
1: yeah I think I, mean, I, I think he's a rich man's Joe McClain. I just, I think he is capable of having more big games um than Joe McClain had but at the same time yeah I think you know senior Joe McClain, who was a spot starter who was about nine point a game guy who I think saved for that one ASU game uh you know never had that explosive game but I think that's what Larson is. And I think that's what, you know, Larson, depending on who comes back, who uh, does not, that will be his role next year. Now, whether that's in the starting lineup or not, I don't know. Right. Um, you know, I think if, if you know, if Kerr leaves, um, you know, then you could see Pella Larson be the, the starting two guard next to. Uh, Kylan Boswell um, but I think there's also a very realistic uh, chance that he is in the exact same role that he is this year and if he is that's a good thing for Arizona that means Arizona has a starting wing that they like and whether that's uh, Lewis or, or or someone else so you know a transfer coming in I don't know but uh, yeah if again if you want to look at it in context of the great Arizona teams then, yeah, Pelot Larson should come off your bench. He's yep. not, he's not, he's not, he not a real difference maker. again. You know was, what, you know what he reminds me of, to be honest Judd Bushler when he was a sophomore on that 88 team. Okay. A good role player can come in, do some things. If you need him to score 12, he might, uh, you know, right. Cause I don't think, and again, Mike, you were like four, but none of us thought Judd Bushler was going to be a Pac 12 player of the year candidate when he was a sophomore. He was right. just a nice player. Could come off the bench and 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 you know spell Sean Elliott for a few minutes. You know, two right. years later, he was as good a scorer in the league. You know, so again, that's what I see Larson. Larson is a role player, as in in many ways is Kreisa, as is a lot of these guys. And the way Tommy Lloyd has constructed this team is not unlike how Luke constructed a lot of his early teams, save for the fact that when Lute's guys became juniors and seniors, they were um, NBA players, i.e. Bushler. And I don't see Pella Larson being that guy. I don't see Kirk Kreisa being that guy. Um, you know, if, if you're asking me who's the best pro prospect uh, on this team, it's probably Kylan Boswell. And he doesn't look like an NBA prototypical point guard. You know, if you- Let's talk come- about
0: Kylan Boswell for a second. Sure, there, since you he's him
1: 17, up. you know. I did not know that. You know, sometimes
0: somebody should say he's sixteen just to see what if anybody would say. But I got to say this though, William, Kylan Boswell has really opened my eyes here these past couple of weeks. I mean, you could make on against UCLA, he was the second best player on the court uh, for Arizona. Obviously, making threes, getting in the lane, defense—you name it. This kid's got a big time future. Again, I don't know if he, what kind of pro he is because you don't see a lot of NBA guys that have his kind of build, that kind of body. But man. This guy could be all conference next year and it wouldn't surprise me in the least.
1: No, and I think you're gonna see I think this is the kind of guy I know a lot of people are wringing their hands on message boards on Facebook and uh Twitter about Tommy Lloyd's recruiting. Um if Kylan Boswell's a three, four year guy, give me more of those. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, frankly, give me give me a Jason Gardner. Right. Give me a four-year guy who's going to, you know, be in the top right. three in scoring. Give me Channing Fries to the world. Um, I think we are looking at a different era of Arizona basketball. And right. I think
0: – How so? Um, what do you mean?
1: Because I don't think you're going to see Lloyd chasing a lot of these – you know, obviously they just had the kid, you know, declare for the, the, the G League Ignite and Lloyd would take him in a heartbeat. But I don't think Lloyd's worried that he didn't land that kid. Right. Um, Now, do I think Bryant is is a big deal? The fact that you're bringing him into what? Yes. And, you know, you do need to land some NBA type guys. But you need a lot of what they've been getting. And that is Pella Larson's. And, And, you know, Rich just called him a dime a dozen player. I'm going to disagree with that. He's not a star. And that's okay. You know, in reality, look at the the best Arizona teams might have had five NBA guys, but they had two stars. Right. Um, Tolbert wasn't a star at the college level. You know, Anthony Cook, not a star. Those guys were NBA players. Um, you know, Kerr and Elliott were the stars of that team, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, you need talent all around them. But if those guys were upperclassmen and Euros and, you know, seven footers who can't shoot threes or six foot one, 220 point guards, fine. It's about winning basketball games at this level and Lloyd has a formula that so far has worked. Now, can it continue to work? We'll see. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. I was thinking about this today, too, with Cronin. Is Cronin going to get seduced by the idea of UCLA basketball and bringing guys who don't fit his style? Right. Um, In reality, Cronin's a lot like Sean Miller. It's a system coach, and when the system is working, you're tough to beat. When you don't have guys that fit the system – Um, I think the real irony is in many ways, Cronin seems like he should be the coach at USC and infield seems like he should be the coach at at UCLA. You know what's funny
0: about Cronin? When you watch Cronin, when you watch his mannerisms, like today, he was asked about Joe Lenardi saying that, um, uh, UCLA needs to win the conference to get a one seed. And his response was, who's, who's that? I don't know who that is. He reminds me so much of Sean Miller in just his demeanor, the way that he acts. Cause that's a Sean Miller response right there. I don't know who that is.
1: It's some kind of, you know, it must be some kind of Rust Belt thing with the right. Cincinnati connections and, uh, you know, whatever it is, the old AAC or what, Atlantic Ten or I don't even know what Cincinnati is in until they move to the Big Twelve. Um, but yeah, Cronin's a grouchy guy who likes this defense first, limit your point guard. Um, there's a lot of Howland in them as well, and and that system eventually wears out its welcome, especially when you're not bringing in the right personnel for it. So that, to me, again, Cronin's done a magnificent job. If you're giving that job a grade, you're giving it an A. Can it sustain itself in Westwood, which desire, demands a certain kind of uh, entertainment value? And, and again, Howland went to what? Four straight Final Fours?
0: Three straight Final Fours and three a straight. national title game in there. And you got to remember, too.
1: And was that, the- what, three years later? Right. And you yeah, have three or four years
0: later. And you got to remember too that UCLA, those Florida teams, in my opinion, were probably the most top to bottom. If I, I'll put it to you like this in the last 20 years, if I had to pick one team of the last 20 years to win it against anybody else, I would probably pick those Florida teams because. They really had no weakness whatsoever, and that's what UCLA ran into there. So again, you're probably looking at a national title if you don't go against like a historic type team there from Howland. But go ahead, sorry about that.
1: But but again, that's that's the interesting thing I think. Whereas Lloyd does have a style that is embraced, although again, fans are already turning on him because he can't get these top three recruiting classes. But again, how many titles does Calipari have? One. Got all the he's got the recruiting titles. Is Cal the most um,
0: overrated coach in college basketball history?
1: That's a tough one. Um, because I think there is a certain cachet to developing that many pros.
0: Well, did he develop them? I mean, you yeah. essentially have three DeAndre Ayton's each year that come in, and they could have played at Pima, and they're going to the NBA.
1: True, true. So I don't know. Yeah, you might. he might have done as much or as little with as much as he's had as anyone this side of Lorenzo Romar.
0: (laughs) Low road's a good call right there. Lorenzo Romar is a very, very good call.
1: The guy Um, had six NBA draft picks and no tournament appearances.
0: (laughs) Right. That's true. That's true. But yeah, you brought up recruiting right here. I want to talk about recruiting, but two things got to pay the bills. First tap and bottle, the tap and bottle watch parties might say to yourself, Mike, What's going on at the tap and bottle watch parties. That's where we show up. We were there last week, uh, watching Arizona, UCLA. I had to leave at halftime though, because I had to be able to uh, be back and be able to know exactly what was going on in the game, but great times there. And as we've talked about Scott, and Rebecca do an absolutely fantastic job right there. Big fans of them. And again, support local right there. And you can get four peaks as well, right there. So again, um, again check it out tap and bottle watch parties and by the way um I, uh, I did I did miss a read right here uh four four Peaks Our friends at four Peaks will be out at the m3f festival March 3rd and 4th Grab you the uh, your takes at m3fest.com and enjoy a wow wheat beer while you're there must be 21 and older do it and enjoy responsibly check it out though and again our good friends at tap and bottle Scott and Rebecca. Big fans of what they can do right there. And one other thing, Illegal Pete's. Now, looking for a high energy place to hang out if you're a college kid or if you're an adult, either way, Illegal Pete's. You got all kinds of good stuff. You got food, you got drinks, you can get a burrito box for the whole crew, you got a full bar, custom cocktails, beers, happy hour. Every day from 3 to 6, and nothing cares that my bracket is busted in the first round like fresh limes, tequilas, and sweet agave. Try out an Illegal Pete's uh, coin premium on frozen margaritas and stop by for happy hour 3 to 6 every single day. Illegal Pete's. You can go to Tempe or you can hang out at the University of Arizona location. Carter Bryant. He's going to be with the University of Arizona this coming uh, this coming weekend, or the, yeah, well, this coming weekend for Selection Sunday. Um, he's rated as the fourth best player in the class. He would be uh, Tommy Lloyd's first, and again, Kylan Boswell was a five star kid, but this would be. Tommy Lloyd's first mega, mega, mega recruit right there. This is a guy that I think Arizona's got to land, Brad, under any circumstances because, again, yeah, you've been leading for him by all accounts for quite a while. He's a might be a one-and-done, don't care. This is the kind of guy you pair with Jamari Phillips in 2024, and then you start looking at uh, maybe Lloyd can get over that hurdle there a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I rank him right up there with with Lewis because of Lewis's ties to the the community. True, true, um, true, as a must land. But if you're inviting the kid to hang out with you on Selection Sunday and you can't land him, that's bad. Um, it is what again, it is. My guess is, again, the reading—you know—things, reading the tea leaves, reading the reports from from uh, you know guys like Shear, Um My guess is you only do this if you if you think you're landing the kid. And it yeah. probably gets announced, you know, uh, at some point this weekend. And, and again, whether he shows up on Saturday or if he has to, you know, if it's a Sunday through Monday, Tuesday thing, because of the uh, the, the Pac-12 tournament, that'll be interesting to see. But again, if they don't land him, it, it that's when it starts to look bad. I don't worry about losing like Mookie Cook um, right. to the NIL money of Oregon. I don't. I would not. also
0: say too that it also looks bad though, because to me, Cody Williams was a bad loss because again, Cody Williams is a kid up in Phoenix, played a Gilbert Perry with, uh, 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 Dylan Anderson. And I can't remember a kid that was prioritized from a junior year on at the university of Arizona, whether that was, you know, whether that was Sean Miller or, uh, Lute Olson that Arizona didn't end up landing. So Cody Williams was a loss. And if you, you gotta be, I think Carter Bryant makes up for it, but you can't lose Carter Bryant too.
1: The only thing with Williams that, again, I don't mind as much as his recruitment was weird. The right. families, and I don't mean this—he—he he, he really liked the fact that his brother was drafted out of Loyola and Marymount. I think he did not want to be a, a big fish in a big pond. I think he wants to be a big fish in a small pond where you can. And in all
0: fairness, him. it's it's worked for his brother. He's averaging sixteen, seventeen a game. So,
1: and you can fly kind of, especially now with primetime, there you're going to fly under the radar at Colorado, right? Where that fan uh, pressure is not going to be there. But, you know, to me, again, it was it, it's Bryant and it was Lewis, just because, again, Lewis growing up for a part of the time in yeah. uh, southern Arizona. Um, and that was kind of one of those wire to wire recruitments, which Bryant feels like as well, where. You know, we saw them, we've seen them with Miller from time to time. You know, uh, Brandon Ashley, who basically was all but committed for a year and a half before he pulled the trigger, um, you know, Trier to a lesser extent. Uh, This is one of those, uh, when you do go wire to wire, when you go coast to coast, you got to finish. And so Lloyd's got to finish this one. And and if he does, then suddenly you have a huge piece uh, for, uh, you know, what, a year from now, basically. If
0: if Arizona wins uh, the Pac-12 tournament, By the way, Jalen Clark being out, uh, wish him nothing but the best. Doesn't that remind you a lot of Lauren Woods going out right before the NCAA tournament in 2000 where you're playing really good ball? And again, and you still win a game basically without Jalen Clark the way that Arizona did at Stanford that year. But you're looking at it and you're like, man, we're a national title contender. I don't believe that UCLA can win the national title without Jalen Clark. I think he was just too important to what they do. What say you?
1: Yeah, I think. I think I okay, well, I don't want to say I don't know if anyone this year it's so wide open, but no, it true, dra- true. It, it drastically hurts. Uh, their the only, the only two guys more important than him are Hawkeye's and, and and Campbell. Um, although David mm-hmm. Singleton is pretty important too, the way he can shoot, and right, um, Millie is telling on the other two dogs. So, by uh, the way, and I
0: like Corey Williams a great deal, but. Corey saying that uh, David Singleton doesn't shoot many threes uh, in his broadcast last week was something that took me aback a little bit. Uh, a few other people noticed that one as well.
1: Every, as someone who has done limited play-by-play but has done thousands of hours of radio, sometimes we just say the wrong thing.
0: True, for sure.
1: Um, you know, And sometimes it's a calculated, like, I thought I knew more than I did. And sometimes it just comes out wrong. Right. Um. I I know years ago I mentioned. uh it was one of those post games where we were previewing the the team and it was probably like a Washington State, and I just looked at the a picture of the point guard and made some assumptions about. Oh, yo, he's a smart, heady player who doesn't turn the ball over. No, the guy was leading the Pac-12 in turnovers. Right. Right. Um. But you know, so. Probably I'm that. just giving Corey
0: a hard time. Corey's obviously very good at yeah. what he
1: does. Um, but, you know, I know Corey said something else curious the other night, too. But, again, it, go down the list. What was it that – oh, it was Bill Walton. I know you, you're on, you're out on Bill Walton. But when Kerr was playing poorly, it said Kerr's had a magnificent game. Um, you know, so it right. does happen.
0: All right, let's talk about seeding, though, if Arizona were to win the Pac-12. But first – Well, I'll tell it. Let's get the last reads out of the way because then I want to make fun of the Big Ten, and I want to talk about what that means for Arizona. But first, got to pay the bills here. Octane Raceway Mavericks. All right. You might say to yourself, Mike, what's Octane Raceway Mavericks? Okay. This is the place that you can go. Let's say that you're like William Brad Alice. You got the kids running around. You want to take a little bit of a trip, maybe up to Phoenix, check it out. And you got, you got race cars, you got uh, uh, Monday, you got a fun pass. Tuesday, you got 50% off tacos. Wednesday, half-price arcade games all day right there. Thursday, big uh, $20 beer bucket sales and uh, trivia night Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, 50% off signature bowling before noon. They got everything you want right there. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks Cart Racing, Virtual Reality, Laser Tag, Axe Throwing, Bowling Arcade. Great food and drinks—they've got it all. Bring it and uh, bring it in your spring training ticket stub and get a free ten-dollar card game. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. And Mountain Mike's Pizza, Oracle and Wetmore. William Brad Alice has been to Mountain Mike's Pizza, correct?
1: Many times.
0: What do you think about Mountain Mike's Pizza? Fill the people. Good. All right. It's check it out again. Oracle and good Wetmore. Good
1: pizza, good TVs. What more do you need?
0: Yep. Great, great setup. Good time for a guy's night out. Or if you're a family man like William Brad Alice, you can take the kids there as well, get some good pizza, watch the game. Either way, check it out. Mountain Mike's Pizza. Again, Oracle and Wetmore. Great stuff. All right. If Arizona wins the conference, or if uh, Arizona wins the conference tournament, I would believe they should be a two-seat out west given the wins. But we need to address the elephant in the room about right now, 10 Big Ten teams are projected into the NCAA tournament. Seth Davis had a tweet yesterday that made me very proud where he said, is this going to be the same thing where we get a million teams in and they all lose in the first weekend? Why is a team like, say, ASU on the bubble? And again, because I think they probably should be a bubble team, but if ASU was in the Big Ten, they would be considered a seven seed, Brad.
1: Okay, I have a question for you. Who would you rather see? Rutgers? Or 25 and six Kent state 25 and six Kent state who is right now a game behind the Toledo rockets, um, in, in, in the Mac one is 16 and two, one is 15 and three. Oh, by the way, Toledo, who I don't know if ma- they make it as net large either has won 15 games in a row. Right. Um, Toledo you know, as well. Yes. Like who would you rather, again, who would you rather see?
0: Um, do we ever reach critical mass with the Big Ten, where after every single year this continuously happens, and someone says maybe we should stop putting so many teams in? Do we ever no, reach that point? Because
1: they do it, they do it with the SEC too. I mean, is Oral Roberts in at, at twenty nine and four if they lose their conference tournament? They um, should
0: be, but they won't be.
1: Who again? Who would you rather see, Penn State, or uh, you know Southern Miss, who's twenty five and seven? But uh, you know, again. To me, there should be a couple rules that I would like to see adopted. and They never will. One, you have to be at least 500 in your conference. Two, you have to win 20 games.
0: Mm-hmm. I like. I it. don't.
1: I don't want to see 17 and 14 Wisconsin, who's eight and 11 in the Big Ten. I don't care how good the Big Ten is. Um, you know the same thing. If you win 30 games, I don't care if you haven't played anybody. Y- you should be in as that large. I mean, for again, Oral Roberts. I don't even know if their tournament's over or not. But if they go thirty and four, I don't care if those four losses are are to, uh, you know, three high school teams and, and Pima. You won thirty freaking games. I agree. That's, I don't. I don't need to see mediocrity because again, if you're playing in the Big Ten, and I've seen you know the argument where well, they play a tough Yes, it's tough. It is top. No, to it's not tough. It's,
0: These teams are all mediocre.
1: Exactly. You're playing consistent teams all through the season. But again. Who's more impressive? Iowa State who's probably out or Wisconsin who's something Iowa we're State. staying in. I, you know again, Iowa State and I'm finally leaving Iowa State out cuz again, finished better than 8th in the Big 12 or whatever. Um but again, you should be at least 500 and at least 20 wins or you do not deserve to be in the NCAA tournament.
0: The only um, thing the only thing I'll differ with you right there is that I get I get annoyed by the SEC football as well, but at the end of the day, when the playoffs hit, it's at either generally Alabama or Georgia or LSU that's winning the championship. They win these games when they get there. As unfortunate as it is, the Big Ten gets in there and they drop all these games and they drop all of these games immediately. That's what really frustrates me, though. That, and that to me, is a little bit of the difference right
1: there. Yeah, because even when the ACC was getting nine or ten teams, um, three or four were still going to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And granted, I didn't need to see 19 and 14 Virginia Tech. Uh, and, yes, that's a Seth Greenberg shot. But, uh, but you know. New what, Carolina,
0: uh, Virginia. Uh,
1: some of those Wake teams. Miami
0: uh, has been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: So I'm fine with that. But, yeah, the Big Ten, the Big Ten has done very little. And, again, I don't want to see. Again, if I have to see mediocrity, I'd rather see mediocrity that has 27 wins than mediocrity that has 19 wins.
0: All right, Brad. So if Arizona wins out, they get a two. Seed, do you believe they should get a two seed in the West? What say you?
1: I think that's hard to say because does if they beat UCLA in the finals, does UCLA not deserve the one West? And in which case are you putting Arizona and UCLA in the same? So
0: yeah,
1: um, that's fair. Yeah, so I guess I guess it depends, and it depends what other people do. But um, certainly, I think Arizona could yeah could earn a, a two seed. And right. whether that's in the West or the Midwest, you know, uh take that two seed and run. Because that's Anthony Humber- better than the three.
0: Anthony Humbert has joined us right before we're about to sign off. But Anthony Humbert, all I would say to you is what does it mean for you to back the A right there? If you know, you know, as the kids say. All right, William, where can they find you? March Madness is here. I know you're busy, but you gotta give the people a little bit more Brad Alice. What's going on with Brad Alice right now with March Madness here?
1: Just got to carve out time to record. You know, the kids have had a lot of days off, which means it's not very quiet. Uh, have a little extra on my plate with work coaching. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to start getting stuff recorded. Um, but again, I can make no promises other than I'll be here every Tuesday that I can, although I think next week where it's Monday.
0: We're going to do Monday next week, though.
1: Yeah, I'll be, out, gonna... I'll be out of town,
0: right? But you said you could do Monday, though. It's but yeah, not, yeah, I'm Tuesday. out of town
1: Tuesday on, so okay,
0: but. No. Monday, though, talk about a uh, little tease. We'll be able to break down the brackets right there. Very fun stuff right there. All right. Everybody out there, appreciate all the remarks. You guys are fantastic. You're the ones that make the show. To the great William Brad Alice, a budding hockey star, Brad Alice right there. I am merely Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. (laughs)